Hello and welcome to the Beautifully Nasty Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I'm feeling weird because this week marks us being a year in the pandemic, which is just absolutely insane. And I I'm just like looking back, being like that feels like forever ago. And for me, it was I was in New York City at the time and it looked like zombie land. And I remember being in the house for like literally 15 days straight, not even going out for groceries and like thinking like, what is happening? It's just weird to kind of like go back to remembering that right now that that, that was a year ago. And um, I think what I'm trying to do is not focus on the negatives of it all and kind of focus on the positives that came from it. I think one of the things that I was reflecting on is that the relationships that that I kept or that grew stronger or helped me during this really difficult time. I think if I didn't have my friends to FaceTime and call throughout every sort of like struggling moment, which, you know, as we all know, happens multiple times during the day, during the pandemic. Um, I don't know what I would have done without my friends and family. I think I had like some of the best people who supported me during this time and are basically the reason why I'm where I am right now and have this podcast. So it's kind of bittersweet right now thinking about it. Um, and again, I, I want to stay positive. I, I don't want to think about how long it's been and the craziness of it all. And Um, So if you know, the people know who they are in my life. Thank you. This is kind of like a shout out to all all of you. Um, I really, I appreciate all of your support and love because you got me to where um, I am at today. And it's all about surrounding yourself with really great people in your life, I think. And so I, I kind of challenge you guys or anyone who's kind of feeling in a funk of any sort, like you know, this, we've been in this thing for a year. This is really crazy. I feel like I, I, I didn't do as much as I wanted. And, you know, we've lost so many people. I, I think it's good to process all of those feelings, but I think it's also helpful to find the gratitude in things that that have happened this past year for you. And I I would definitely look into the relationships, all the people that you had, all the Zoom call parties with, all the the house parties when that was a thing, all the FaceTime late night calls um, where you're like drinking wine via (laughs) FaceTime and just like crying. Think of all those people. And, you know, even if you want to reach out to them and let them know, like, thank you for being here for me. I think it it's really nice when you get to like look back on that I found this week. But anyways, so because we're going with the theme of this month, which is how to love yourself in relationships, I brought on two really great friends, another couple, and I've known them for a a long time. So I'm very close to these two people and they have been, um, they got married when they were pretty young. And so I felt like it was a nice transition to go from my our first guest Cheyenne who was talking about the relationship you have with yourself and then last week Jonathan and Adam kind of a new newer relationship that developed within the past year and now we're going with Stephen and Laura who's they've been in a relationship for like years and they were young when they got married and um I'm so excited to share this interview because they talk a lot about how to keep a healthy relationship and when you know, you know, and um, just the advice that they have, and they're just two really beautiful people. So I'm very, very excited to introduce them on this week's episode. So enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Beautifully Nasty Podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Thank you for asking us. Of course. This is funny for anyone listening because I've known them for years. So it's, it's always fun having friends on. Cause you're like, you have your like inside jokes and we're like, what are we doing in this interview right now? So yeah. we're going to have a conversation. Are you not going to go 
You're not going to go into when we met? No. <laughs> or maybe that's no. later on. <laughs> if people want to go through the whole episode, can totally. they can but, bonus, but yeah, bonus, bonus content. Right. But yeah, so thank you for being here. I, as you know, I brought the two of them on because I was thinking this whole month is about how to love yourself in relationships. And when I was thinking about relation people in relationships in my life, I thought of you guys as <laughs> like one of the first ones because I think in today's day and age, I, not a lot of people our age are like as consistent as you guys. And I think it's like not the norm that you guys got married young and are like really flourishing together. So congrats for being just an amazing couple, (laughs) but like, I, I guess what, how did you exactly (laughs) give yourself a high five? How do you, how did you guys, let's start with how did you meet the two of you? You want to say that? Yeah. Technically (laughs) I saw Laura in a summer camp production of company at the Stoneham theater. Oh yeah. (laughs) Now the greater Boston stage company. Sorry. But she was in company. Bianca, did you also attend? I feel like you may have been there. I, I Maybe don't know. Not. No, I thought I saw you in Thor- Thoroughly Modern Millie. Was that it? No, nope. Never been in the piece. Uh, I or, no, I saw you in oh, no, no, Marvelous, no, Marvelous Wonderettes. That's right. That's yes. no, I saw her in I saw her in that production as the coveted role of Harry. <laughs> Every girl's favorite dream role. <laughs> Just kidding. And I'm he fine. was like, that's the one. That's the it's one. Her. Love at first sight. Yeah. And together at first sight. Yeah. <laughs> just no. kidding. That was just my first introduction to her. And uh-huh. um, Brittany, who mutual friend, obviously, we yeah. all know her. She was like, I think you'd really like her. And she's going to Boston Conservatory. You're going to Boston Conservatory. You guys should connect. Mm-hmm. Stephen actually. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh. Right. Stephen actually. So the, the way that we connected was that Stephen actually met a girl at his audition for Boko that he had a crush on oh. and she was my roommate one of my four roommates so I met him because he like was coming to our room to oh. see her oh yeah yeah so that's how we that's how we first connected and then I didn't know this it's just, there's just never been anyone no. but Laura. Wait, it didn't um, pan out exactly the way Stephen may have hoped because so I actually so <laughs> I one night I was in the bathroom in our like sweet brushing my teeth because they were so bougie that they had a suite with we a bathroom. Lo- we looked we looked out. They didn't have a communal bathroom. The no. four of them had their own bathroom. Oh, okay. Looked out in okay. our room for sure. And um, Stephen was over, and I I think I knew you were there. Yeah, you did. But so. <laughs> our friend her bed was like right next to the bathroom door mm-hmm. and i walked out of the bathroom to see him it was like it was felt like movie timing like him it was cinematic yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> leaning in to kiss her and her rejecting <gasps> this was me like opening the door like that was me being like hey and I was like, oh, I don't actually I don't need, I think I blacked no, out. I don't, I don't think you said anything. You just kept walking. Yeah, it was very that was awkward. Nice of you. It turns out she turned out to She has her own path. She has her own path. And that's yes. I was not on that path. <laughs> and that's okay. You were not on it. Thank then, God. And then after that, I don't know. I feel like we just Well, we were in the same core. So Boston Conservatory, okay. you divided into like cores of groups mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. people that you go to every single class with. And ours was the smallest core, I think. Mm-hmm. And we had like 10? Yeah. 10 kids? It. Oh, so you are always 10 together. 10 kids in the core. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah all of our classes all of our were classes. together. Um, but then we just, I don't know, hung out from there. Yeah. I definitely liked you first. Yeah. I was, well, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> Couldn't have time for a relationship. Oh, I, had to, not. I, had to work on, I had to work on my craft. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. No, I also hate myself. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I'm sorry. Love, I love but myself. We love That's, ourselves. We love ourselves. <laughs> No, that's that. That is that's. I didn't know that. I did not yeah. know that story, and yes. I think it's funny because in my head I thought, oh, they just met the first day of school, love at first sight, and then. Oh no, no that's not, at not all. how life works. No, and also we didn't even officially start dating until, until sophomore year. Sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So, but we like, had spent like every day together. Yeah. yeah. So you it, were my it, person at Boko, regardless of. Yeah. status okay so it it's, it was a friendship at first yeah yeah for and sure. do, are you 
do, do you feel like because you guys were friends, it actually benefited you starting a relationship together? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like well, also going to musical theater school for anyone that's listening that's never gone to it. It's a very like and you are like bearing your soul in your acting class, yeah. talking about all these horrible things that have happened to you and how it's shaped who you are today. And so I feel yeah, like, like we got the to questions know. in class were like, so "What's your biggest fear?" And it's yeah. okay. I guess we'll just yeah. go there. And yeah, you, so you learn about people pretty quickly. Yeah. Yes. and I think also we both we both came from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. so yeah. that also bonded us. Our parents were sitting at the same table at the orientation. They yeah. didn't even oh, know that. Did like, you know that? No, Isn't I didn't know that. They just were. They my parents met Stephen's parents before I think we met. Yeah. They were like just randomly seated together at orientation. What? That's yeah. crazy. That's really yeah. crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that bond- that bonded us in terms of being from the same place. And I don't know. Yeah, and then the, it started the foundation for your relationship to grow from there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like you see people, especially at theater school in general, you see them at their lowest of low, mm-hmm. more than oh, the most, yeah. like a college relationship. You see them mm-hmm. like crying. So you learn who they are as a person before yeah. you get committed to them. But I, yeah. yeah, that's so true. And before you guys started your relationship, did you feel like you were comfortable in your own skin individually? No, oh. I was not. I would say n- I don't know that I knew what my own skin was. That sounds so stupid. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's the truth. I wasn't uncomfortable. Uh Uh-huh. But like, I don't know. I feel like whenever anyone asks us about our relationship or each other, or if I get asked about how you like, I knew it was supposed to be Steven or I was supposed to like be with Steven. Yeah. I feel like I, it sounds so lame, but like the only way that I can explain, you've heard me say that. No, I'm probably up. <laughs> it's just like, it felt like, um, and it would just clicked. And then it was just like comfortable, imme- like immediately. That's true. It didn't feel hard. There were no like games. I didn't feel weird texting him like seven times in a row. I can just mm-hmm. say whatever I wanted to say and it was fine. I can't, ex- that's in terms of like being my true self with somebody, like mm-hmm. being like able to just say like, whatever without feeling judged or, or yeah. anything yeah yes yeah. so then before then no like i wasn't with i had never been with anybody buddy or even like friendship wise where i could just be like say whatever and not be worried mm-hmm. so i guess in that term yes then i feel like i hadn't been myself till you oh. yeah no that that is oh. Oh, <laughs> no, I think that's really, no, I, no, that's really beautiful because I think a lot of people, it doesn't work that way for a lot of people because they're forcing the other person to like, like some version of themselves where right. you literally are just saying I was, I felt myself with that person. Right. Like with other people you find, or I feel like everybody does this. You try to make yourself what they, what mm-hmm. you think they want. Yes. And that's, it's a lot of energy and a lot of like unnecessary time spent trying to like mold yourself into something that you ultimately aren't or don't want to be. And right. ugh, no, I know. and I feel like just, I don't know when I met you, it just didn't feel like that at all. Yeah, I well, like felt that, like we'd known each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt like we had, yeah, we were already familiar. Did you, Stephen, did you also feel that click or like that settledness around her? <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay. N- not, not immediately, but I think part of it was that what I said, as stupidly as that sounds of me being like, I wanted to focus on my craft. I was, <laughs> I hate that word, craft. I say that when I say, oh, that person just said crap. When I say when I'm working on the acting, whatever, like I truly was like, I'm in school to be an actor. I'm here to learn. I'm not here for relationships. I don't need Uh, friends. It's fine. Like as she will probably say later, I literally went home every single weekend to do my laundry. This is just so you, Steven. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I think in that regard, maybe I didn't want to be open to relationships at Mm -hmm. all. I just built that wall up for myself, which wasn't great for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also kind of a fun game to play with that too, is that we were at musical theater school. So it was like, is he gay? Is he not gay? Always the eternal question of, oh my God, a boy in theater. It's like, could we go home? I don't know. Yeah. You just, you as a girl, you're not going to musical theater school thinking like, yeah, I'm going to meet 
I'm going to meet him. Here's the place. You know what I mean? That was super unexpected. Yeah. Um, That, that, no, that is so true. And Steven, did you feel like Laura helped you break down that wall? Absolutely. She she made, not that she made me, but she encouraged me to, you know, maybe you should stay this weekend and we'll, everyone will go out. We'll hang out, be a college student in Boston, which also I never had experienced Boston before. As stupid as that is, I live like 15 minutes outside of the city. My mom didn't let me cross the street till I was 12. (laughs) The the listeners will understand. Like I hadn't taken the train alone till like high school yeah so you, i was a, i was a sheltered baby so um, you needed laura literally yeah, no like, really she showed me like the first time that you came over to, to my house here oh my gosh was because i didn't know how to take the train here oh so you had to teach him oh right. dear like he was afraid to take, I, for people that don't know Boston very well. This is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Thank you, thank for, sharing. you for being open. Um, from, from like, from the Fenway area <laughs> in Boston to where we are now is probably like a 20 minute train, like T ride. Hmm. And yeah, he had never done that. And I forget why you were going it was- home. Probably to do my laundry. I don't know. Oh my! <laughs> and so you're and like, he asked me to go with him, and I was oh. like, okay, sure. And we weren't dating at that time. No. <laughs> and um, but now I'm learning. It was just for laundry. It was just was... well, not only for logistics. <gasps> you know how to get oh there. my gosh! <laughs> he he was using you, Laura. He was <laughs> all the- She's really good at laundry. Truth <laughs> comes out, ew. No, we're not. <laughs> I do laundry. And and so when you officially were dating, did you mm-hmm. hit any obstacles that you didn't expect? Because it just feels like you guys met and it was, or when you guys started dating, it just felt right. And I think it's because you share common interests. You're in the same yeah. field. Yeah. You're both very supportive and like healthy people. So it's from an outsider's perspective. I feel like we all see you as like that, just like that couple who just like is always good. That's wonderful. It's really nice. Behind closed doors. (laughs) I would say probably our first big obstacle when we first started dating was right after my dad had passed away. Mm -hmm. So dealing with like grief Mm -hmm. with a partner or just like a first, you haven't really experienced like a personal grief like that. Yeah. And that's sad. (laughs) Sorry. RIP Bentley, but quite not the same as literally not. Yeah. No, but I feel like navigating that was hard Uh, because like I was a disaster. I was like with you when it, Mm -hmm. yeah, you were. So that was, that was tough Mm because I was not myself. Yeah. And you, and so, and you had to, and Steven had to, I guess when people talk about relationships, like when one person is, it's supposed to be equal, obviously, or that's mm-hmm. ideal. But when one person is like struggling, the other person, do you feel like has to, not has, has to, to but wants to lift you up? And so has, sure. ha, it, that's, yeah. That was yeah. hard. That was a hard year. Terrible. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah. but that, it's exactly, I feel like that's exactly right. What you're saying. It's like, yeah, it's an equal partnership, but there's going to be rarely a time where both of you are feeling in their life. Awesome. At the same time. I feel like those are yeah rare moments when you're equally both feeling at your best. Yeah. No, that's rare. I don't it's not that know. It's rare, but like, no, it's it hard, is. especially nowadays. It's can't really think of a time where we're, we were at the same time. So it's, you have to be that for the other person. Yeah. yeah. You have to. I think that also that year made it as horrible as it was. It made it us stronger for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like right at the beginning. So it was like we dealt with this like big. Oh, yeah. Obstacle right at the top. And then you pile on going to a very hard school with like constant work and constant right. like right. bearing your soul. And then how do you balance that in a healthy yeah. way? Did Are you, bad. Laura, did you ever feel like you were worried that you would lose him because you were like you were kind of like he can't Mm -hmm. understand what you're going I don't think like anyone Mm -hmm. can understand losing Mm -hmm. a parent so I I I don't know I from other friends that I have they just start closing off and then they Mm. did you feel like you were going to like you didn't want the help or you were pushing people away and I don't know if I was pushing people away 
It's very, that environment is very hard to explain. There is no option of being alone, if that makes sense. Yeah. And did I did, I did worry. I remember being concerned that as I'm sure many people have experienced that like grief really does come in these like huge waves where like, you're like, can be okay for a few days or however period of time and then have a major breakdown about it or like whatever. And I did, I do remember feeling not even worried or just felt bad, felt guilty that like I was so all over the place. And like, I remember you, yeah, I remember just being like, sorry, this is happening again. I'm like, someone can't love you in that place. Then how do you move forward in a relationship? Well, but I think that's what helped, not that exactly, but it made it me even know more so that if, where he, where he can be there for me in that way mm-hmm. and not be annoyed. Or yes. Like yeah. That, wow, not that anyone again. Right. Not that anyone I feel like w- would be annoyed, but there is that air of once it's going months on end. Yeah. I've yes. talked to yeah other friends who have been like, I feel annoying. Like it's just, they individually yes, feel annoying. I'm sick of myself talking about this. It's, I'm tired of it. I'm tired mm-hmm. of having to, rehash or like bring this up again and talk through it i know that but i can understand i could understand from another person's perspective Mm -hmm. who also for someone who had never gone through something Mm -hmm. like that right feel like okay it's been like a year now Uh are we gonna not not get over it but are we gonna move past that i can i could understand that if you Mm -hmm. hadn't gone through it Mm -hmm. but you did that was not the reality so grateful for that and so you've steven as her partner, what did you do? It was just like, no question whatsoever. I'm just going to be here for her. Certainly from day yeah. one of that. All. Yeah. I didn't even know what to do. I didn't, I don't know that you know how to do no, that. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah, when you yeah, haven't that's... really dealt with grief like that. I have dealt with grief like that. And I still don't know <laughs> yeah, what I the know right how... thing is to do for somebody else. There is no answer. Yeah. There's no right, right answer. Right. Right. I think it was just finding out like, when does she need her space? When do you let them go do their thing or when do you intervene and you try to question or help Mm -hmm. deal with Mm -hmm. a problem or address something it's a balancing act but if you love that person you'll do anything for them yeah totally i think that i think was learning all of that at a young age but i mean yeah Yeah, because how us more totally and and you guys are how old when you first started dating Mm. Mm. 19? No, 19. 19. Because I think we met when we were 18 or 19. Oh. Woo. I wow. I didn't realize it. No, I think I knew it was that young. But like when you're saying it out loud, it's like 19. Like that is super young. No, I know. For sure. What did we say was? I know. When we we were when you asked us to do this, we were like, wait, how long have we (laughs) been together again? I think almost 12 years. Yeah. It's a long time. That that is that's crazy. That's crazy. And so I think with that question, I'm just wondering. how it's never within those 12 years it's all it's never been a question that like this was like the wrong thing this was my person no yeah Uh, we've had like arguments arguments. i mean of course of course yeah there's that but never there's i will say for us we've never had an argument or a fight that has ended with we need a break, break or, yeah. or I'm this leaving isn't working like or, driving away and yeah so yeah. I feel like in that way because I feel like that's portrayed a lot in like it TV is it is and it's like stuff normalized like that. And, and also in relationships now it also could be super normal mm-hmm. and and I know I also know people that have had long-term relationships that have needed breaks and have come back together and it's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some pe- sometimes people do need that. That hasn't been right. our, our reality, reality yeah. but it's, yeah, I feel lucky about that, that it's never gotten to a point where we've said, I can't do this. No, The or, hardest times I feel like we've had have been when it's been long distance, I feel like in general. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask you to talk about that. How did you guys yeah. get through the long distance when you were on tour? I mean, when we were first moved to New York, I booked a lovely children's tour and that was like, we first moved to New York and then I started rehearsals and I left immediately. So like, yeah, that, that was hard. That sucked. Yeah. But, well, especially because we had spent every day together for four years. Yeah. That's the, I think that's what made our long distance journey worse is because not worse. I don't want to say worse, but made it difficult is mm-hmm. because with how we went to school and the school environment and like basically 
we started living together, even if we weren't on the same lease, like mm -hmm. we spent every night together from like sophomore year on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like every day. Yeah. So mm -hmm. even if we weren't in the same classes or the same core where I wouldn't see her like ever. Yeah. I, we would always we would always like always we lived together. So that's also something that's weird about us yeah. is that we kind of went like as soon as we started dating, like we were basically living together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. It just didn't feel weird. <laughs> it didn't then, feel weird, though. but no, it is weird. But it is if someone told me that if they were like we started dating yeah. and then we lived together the next week, I'd yeah. be like God bless you. You allowed me to stay there. That's why I feel like it felt hard to be separate because yeah. did you become codependent, um, do you think? Because of that? Probably. I think we assumed our roles of what we would do on a daily basis or a routine. Yeah. Or like the like comfortability of you'd clean the bathroom. I'd clean the kitchen. Like there's like <laughs> yeah. the stupid things, but it's like, oh, yeah. who's not here to clean the kitchen? <laughs> cleaning <laughs> Um that's not why I missed no, you, but no. I mean looking back. Well, I also was gonna say that I think part of it also is that I was going and doing something that was really fun and something that like you also wanted to be doing. Yeah. And you a were in a whole New other element. And you were in New York like figuring like how to live yeah, the life to new york Luck very luckily we moved with a huge group of our friends mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. was i wasn't like i was alone mm -hmm. and so that was nice like at least i had support system there that, that felt better but yeah also yeah being with somebody who's doing the same profession as you in the arts and one of you is booking work and going off and doing that and the other person is not is also a huge source of yeah tension because there is inevitable or that's not a word inevitable that's it Sounds resentment good. even if you're happy you can equally feel so happy for them that they're off doing what they love doing and yes. then also be wow i'm trash and I, this is awful mm -hmm. you know what i mean that is just part, yes. of, part of being i'm happy that you just in general this. yeah it's, really, it's that's been a reality that's Real, really reality. hard because it's not even i wouldn't even say thinking about the distance because the only time we've had long distance is because of the, a job yeah mm -hmm. and it's we've never had i don't think either of us we've ever been working at the same time we did not I when we were this. away though i guess no we weren't away, like right? we, were we were living together yeah mm -hmm. so you know right. we were like that was a moment where we were both a moment where you can talk about of being both like happy both being That's employed true. doing something that we love doing and coming home and being together that felt oh. like yeah that was probably a dream yeah, yeah. really yeah. a good time because we were both individually fulfilled in our own career and life and mm -hmm. doing that and then able to come home together share that with each other yeah. and be together that wonderful as outsiders looking in on you guys i think that's what people see like they're both art artistic people and they mm -hmm. do yeah. art and then they come home together and they oh but like that is super real that when one person book something and then you have to leave your partner behind it's just it's inevitable that like what you said that's gonna feel that's gonna make you feel something and i want and i was wondering did you feel like you worked on yourself was it because you were forced to be alone i feel like in when we moved to new york everything was so it was such a big life transition already yeah. just because you graduate college you're like starting to become a real adult person so mm -hmm. i feel like there's all of that inevitable self-work that happens but then i would say later so at, we lived in new york for five years, five years yeah. and then mm -hmm. we chose to move to la mm -hmm. to try that life out he stephen lived there off and on when he was young and always enjoyed it and it was just something that we always thought we'd like wanted to just do and we were not sick of new york but feeling kind stuck of. and like suffocated you're yeah you're always drowning oh, yeah. always keep trying to keep your head above yeah. water there was no love it but also really hard mm -hmm. and nothing is better than new york when it's great oh, new york when it's great is just it's amazing so great yes and but then when, when it's bad, bad it's, but when wow, it's bad it's wow, like wow it's I'm you left down. the house there you don't have an umbrella it's pouring rain you step in a puddle you don't sandal. know you don't know what's You're in that in puddle, that puddle. <laughs> you don't. that's the it is. yeah it's, it's yeah, exactly. a thousand you miss the train yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're late and then you're running oh, and exactly. sweating but it's you're sweating while it's raining and you're yeah it's so disgusting yeah it's just like that that. Yeah. And on top of everything else that's going on. I mean, yeah. 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 So we wanted to, so we wanted we to change like, the scene. It's time for a, a change. Mm -hmm. And so we went there and that was probably the hardest, mm -hmm. I think, transition mm -hmm. ever. 
because you were alone. We had no, you had no right. We had a few friends there, which the friends that were there were wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. thank God, thank God. But LA is so different than New York in terms of New York. Not that you can't feel alone in New York. Well, she, you've been to LA, so you you live there. Yeah, you it's that. Yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah, very different. You feel um, alone in a different sort of way. Yeah, like like really isolated. alone, isolated. Yeah. Because in New York, everyone. If you're living in Manhattan, it's like to travel, you must be around people. You're going to take the train. You're going to do all this. You are inevitably going to be surrounded by people. It's such a like pedestrian place. Mm -hmm. LA, you are in your own car and like you, it's all so much more spread out. And if you like to even see people, it's like a 30 minute and it's just so much harder to do that. So when we were there together and first moving there, it was okay. I mean, we were yeah. figuring it out. But then Steven started booking jobs, which is awesome. But it was just a weird because you went to you went to Japan. Right. That was probably the worst. Because that time change was and the also time the worst. Change is bad. Oh. And then no. immediately after or immediately before, you were up in Northern California before, doing I think. Yeah. So he had two contracts back to back, basically. So you were right when we had moved. Oh no, I finished one contract and then literally the next day I had to fly to New York to do the the Disney contract. Oh yeah. And then you had to Laura was by herself. Yeah. Literally. And And the time difference I forget what the time difference was, but there was literally like one time of day that we could speak. Yeah. No, that's horrible. Well, because I'd done the Japan thing before, but we were in New York and then we always had, oh, I can talk to you in the morning and I can talk to you at night. And then it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Time wise, even that three hours made a difference. And yeah, so I felt super lonely. Mm -hmm. That was sad. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I. Did you learn about yourself or did you feel like you kind of grew a bit and like being comfortable without him. a lot of good dinners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the pictures. They were really good. Yeah. I feel like I, I must have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, come to think of it. <laughs> learned something. Yeah, no, no I'm sh- I, I did. I feel like I, I did because yeah, being without him, it, it wasn't even that I felt like I don't know. It was just a very weird situation where everything was lining up so that it was it, it felt worse than you right. just being away. It was like more than you being away. But I feel like I like I taught myself calligraphy. Mm-hmm. I yes, um, I remember that. I don't know. I spent it was a lot of time alone. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, sounds so sad and lame. Ew. But <laughs> but yeah, no, it was hard. It was hard. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you also like you got a job then. Like yeah, you I had th- a job, but it wasn't and it, and I was lucky at that job that. I really like the people that I was working with. Mm-hmm. But you had a Disney pass. <laughs> we were just talking about that. I was like, when in our lives again are we ever going to have a little Disneyland yeah, pass? Never. Never. That, so I went amazing. a lot with Sarah, with our friend Sarah. We went a lot, which was. So if cool. anything's going to make you happy with. For you know, sure. I was like, wow, I'm going to be Disney. Today. Yeah. Sarah, do you want to go to Disney today? <laughs> and Stephen, yeah. did you feel like the knowing that she was by herself and going through that, it was like weighing on your mind yeah, how no, did you no, like get through it it's yeah. horrible which i think is the balancing act of oh i'm doing something that's so fun and i love this but wow my partner is miserable sometimes like yeah. with what's going on it's really a crazy place to be in but again that's what we both signed up for like we knew that this was going to happen going into this mm-hmm. going from musical theater school like we knew we were both going to do the arts so there's going to be times when it was going to be long distance and things like that but it doesn't again you cannot prepare for it there's no books written about it well, maybe no. there is a book I mean, but i don't there's have also it. The guilt too yeah. of saying like when he books something for me to start crying <laughs> is wow makes is horrible but i can't help it because i know that means he's but gonna be always away again it with that. i know, I know you would but, say i'm so sorry but it doesn't make crying. it any better that makes me feel terrible i should yeah. be like throwing a party i mm-hmm. should be like mm-hmm. singing from the rooftops because i mean his success is my success uh, us t- that is a success but it yeah. was like that in that moment it just felt like oh my god like how am i gonna do this again Right. You know? well, I think having it happen in California was like, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. we were alone regardless. Already. Yeah, away from right, family. Right. And, away from family. And we yeah. had a few friends again. But Everyone's busy. Everyone yeah. has their, they're doing their own hustle and their life. Yeah. 
And it's like, it kind of relates back to when Steven was talking about when he was first in college and he was like, I don't want to meet anyone. I'm dedicated to the craft. And I think people have that mindset when in their twenties, because they don't want to deal with situations like this because it is really hard. Cause you're like, I don't want to fall in love with someone. And then while I'm trying to pursue my dream and then have to like make sacrifice, like Mm -hmm. it it just, that well, feeling when, I, just when you date someone that's an actor or a dancer or a singer or whatever that's just something you like have to sign on you have to knowingly and willingly but even be okay e- with and but even with that being said even if you think you know what you're signing up right. for right you don't know what you're you signing don't know. up for right it, you think that's going to be fine and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not fine yeah but yeah, we made it. We did. Yeah, you it's did. Nice. Like we would send, we would talk all the time. We could talk. We, we would FaceTime when we could. Mm-hmm. I had when I was in Japan, I had to buy one of those like uh, Wi-Fi things so that I had Wi-Fi with me all the time because they don't have Wi-Fi anywhere in Japan. Like, no oh, public Wi-Fi wow, anywhere. Yeah, nothing. So I like had a pocket Wi-Fi, and it was like the only thing that really probably yeah for sure kept us going really we'd send gifts and all sorts yeah, of things I mean, like, we made it work i yeah. don't want to make it sound like yeah no no no, no but end of all things but it's hard but yeah, I, i'm glad that you spoke about that because i think a lot of people like that's real like i think a lot of people would feel the way that you, you do but not probably feel comfortable talking about it or not even share it with other people in their life because they're like i don't want to seem like I'm not happy for my partner, but right. like you yeah. said, it's like, you're happy, but it also does stink to think about spending the next however long yeah. without him when you spent every day together for like four years. Right. And again, I think it is a portion of also like me doing something that she also could easily do as an artist. It wasn't like, like he was a traveling like accountant salesman. and was like, I'm going to go do these numbers. Like I also was super jealous of the work that he was doing. Yeah. No, you know, it's, so it's not even just him being away. It's wow, not only is he away, but I wish I was I could be doing what he's doing. And that right. sucks too. I well also I since we're on that topic, as a female in mm-hmm. yeah. musical theater or acting yeah. just in the industry, it is mm-hmm. a lot harder. Yeah. For, I, and I yes. yes. And not that I'm yeah. saying not diminishing. Steven no, Allen but it's a different all. world. No. It's it so is. different. There are so much no. higher expectations for a woman in theater or mm-hmm. the arts in general and everything in general. But yes, yeah. especially. Sure. In the- yeah, that is, it's hard. Even one of the, the last contracts that he did, we oh, both auditioned God, yeah. for it. And it was, it was someone that you had worked with before yeah. and he got it. And I had auditioned for it, but they only, it was like one of those theaters that only had so many like Guest equity contract. contracts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. But then it also goes back to if there were more contracts in general. In fact, yeah, there yeah, so there's many so many problems. other things. Yeah, that like, has been, I'm sure, because I know for myself, that affected my self-confidence and how I mm-hmm. would perceive myself because I was like, oh, cool. Like I am getting rejected a lot. It's yeah. like, yeah. I, you know that that's going mm-hmm. to happen, but it's, I, I couldn't imagine being in a relationship where it would, you're both performers and one, I, I totally feel like that jealousy mm-hmm. would come through. Yeah, so sure. that's, yeah, that's super real. And did you feel, have, because you had to go through all of that, do you feel like you're at a point in your life now that it's actually made you stronger and more like it made you realize what your worth is because I think that we all see mm. that and what because you offer all and we'll go into what they do now what their work is now and but I feel like that's what you exude like you exude like that you're very you're kind you're understanding down to earth talented like you're in a place right now where you're just shining but I feel mm-hmm. like you had to go through all of that in order to get to where you are now because you wouldn't be able yeah. to relate to the kids if you didn't. Yeah. I think it's all like even unknowingly growing in ways that you didn't even realize probably too. Yeah. I f- I've, we've talked about this so much, but I feel like it's also we are really trying to rewire our brains about what it means to be successful yes. in life, but also like <laughs> yes. in a career. I feel like especially going to... Boko and or just any like theater school where they're like Broadway or bust or like mm-hmm. it's even going to where like the only like alumni that they highlight are people that are on Broadway or that are successful in the mm-hmm. traditional terms in theater. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what I'm really learning is that 
I can find and feel fulfilled and successful without that. And it doesn't like mean like just because I'm not on Broadway or may never be on Broadway doesn't mean that I'm worthless as an as a, a theater right. artist. Yeah, shockingly, there is theater other places. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of this, there yes, is actually there is. Right at Riverside that. Theater Works. And, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Which uh, a little plug for us. <laughs> but it, no, but it's true. It's like what? How? What is your version of success? Something that you may have thought was your what your dream of success was when you were a child is not mm-hmm. now what we see mm-hmm. success as when you realize all the factors that go into having your success or dream right. of success and you can't it's right from when you're little or even just in school or wherever you don't take into account all these other elements of your life that are also happening at the same time like, yeah i may not be on broadway right now but like i have my freaking person yes who, like th- that is not I don't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to jeopardize this mm-hmm. or that, or mm-hmm. I'm not, it's all about, it's a balancing of figuring out what like percentages of things and elements of things are going to make your complete whole life. Because there's probably a lot of people on Broadway who don't have a person like Steven supporting them and they are right. constantly searching for love and yes. always in that competition environment. And they probably right. don't feel good. But you, it's like you weigh out like what you got in this totally. lifetime. Because yeah. As much as I wanted that, I wouldn't trade it. Yeah. Right. I yeah. wouldn't trade Same. it. So yeah. It's figure. It's just, I don't know. And it's, what's, it's really hard. Yeah, it is hard. And Steven, I wanted to bring up how when you were younger. So Steven mm-hmm. was on Nickelodeon, which oh. was, he was the star from our theater company. <laughs> oh my God, the star. <laughs> because he went to LA and he became famous from Boston. Sure. No, we're very, no, we were very proud of him. And so, so you had this you know, success at a young age, which I mm-hmm. feel like set you up in your mind to be like, okay, well. Success and failure at a young age. Mm, okay. I, what Failure in what way? Well, no, not failure. Sorry, not failure, but mm-hmm. like success and then the dark side of what success also is. Like the fact that like book to TV show, like pilot. Mm-hmm. was a lead on a pilot and then mm-hmm. literally lost the job because they needed to recast it for obvious reasons mm-hmm. now and now obviously it makes a lot not mm-hmm. it did then i don't know what i'm saying this sounds stupid but what i'm saying so lost a tv show which at 12 is a lot to take on mentally and like emotionally yeah and uh, yeah, I feel like you. I I became jaded pretty young, which was mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah, but it definitely helped shape my brain around like rejection and handling mm-hmm. rejection and growing up. It did. It definitely did affect stuff. Yeah. Did you feel like it? It forced you to. You felt like you constantly had to like work really hard, not just because you want you, you like enjoyed what you're doing, but because you're like I need to get because you've already had that success. I need to get like the next thing to continue to prove myself. Oh my God. Yeah. And I have to like, show them that look who they're missing out. Yeah. They didn't keep me, but whatever, which again, I was so lucky that the writers of that show did keep me on yeah, and brought me back yeah. as like a recurring role, which was awesome. But regardless, still like losing out like the dream. All right, a 12 year old. I don't know how that you talk to any child actors and they're like, they, I, you probably didn't even know how to process it or it just hurt. And so now at the age that you are at, you definitely evolved that dream and adjusted, like Laura said. Then I also think it definitely maybe saved me from stuff that might have happened when I was younger. That industry isn't kind all the time. So maybe in some ways it might have been a blessing in disguise. And that's how I've looked at it all. No, I think that's a really great way of looking at it. Since we're... Since now we're talking about where we're at now, I thought it's a perfect segue into us talking about what we all do. We actually, all three of us work together. We work at Riverside Theater Works in Hyde Park. Uh, Steven and I had grown up doing theater at a young age there, and now we are back teaching all three of us. So we've all come to this point in our life where we are finding success in a very different way, but very rewarding. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's something that we've both been really passionate about since college. Yeah, so I... I Which you were also involved with when yeah. we first started at Riverside in college, too. Right, so yeah, I first started really teaching, like really doing theater with kids with you 
at Riverside when we were, yeah, young. I mean, like, what, 20, mm-hmm. 21? Yeah. And that was kind of like our summer thing that we did yeah. together. He would direct the shows. I would choreograph the shows. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I don't know. It just felt, or for me, I feel like I realized that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that's what it was all for. Learning, like, me going to school and me, like, trying to do this or whatever I learned through that is actually for this purpose of working with kids and teens uh, like on theater I don't know it just feels like I never feel like I'm working I never feel like I'm like at work I'm never like begrudging going there right and I trust I've had jobs that feel like job and we all have Mm -hmm. but I feel very lucky to be able to when I'm with the kids and working with the kids it feels just fun and right and not easy but it's it's not I mean yeah but but it doesn't feel like a job like yeah, I feel like a job. nine to five job. I'm like, oh, I have to go. Right, do, right. No, do no, the no, yeah. paperwork. We're like, we don't know what that is. But yeah, no, and I think that it definitely shows when, if anyone were to come and see you guys or us interacting with the kids, because the kids just light up because they feel. I think they feel that from you. I feel they they do feel that from us that we are excited to be there with them and we want them to grow. Did you guys think that it would ever amount? No, like we were no. probably no. always thinking we're going to be actors in New York mm-hmm. and trying to make it. And it would just be like, that was what it would just be forever. Right. For and sure. now it's, we've taken all of, of what we've learned and we're trying to apply it to kids so that they can feel good about themselves in the theater world. Cause we talked a lot about that, how it is really hard. It can affect you it can bring down your self-confidence. For sure. I feel like that is actually a huge responsibility that I feel and I know that we talk yeah. about a lot. Is yeah. That we learned so many dangerous feels like a big word, but so many harmful things to like talk about, think about yourself or like the way that we were taught. Or people. There were people that were in charge of positions in different places. That just <laughs> was not and like I left school feeling horrible about myself. Yeah. Like I thought everything was so product based, based and like, yeah, there's like showcase at the end of school. If you didn't get an agent from that, like you might you as really well just like, get up and go. So I felt really bad and I don't want any of the kids that we work with to ever feel like that about mm-hmm. themselves. Like, I don't want them to ever feel that they can't, I don't even do this professionally, but I, I feel like also we've brought in so, uh, I can see what theater can do mm-hmm. for people that even don't want to pursue it. That yes. just want, like in their life, like what mm-hmm. it can bring them, like the confidence, the mm-hmm. public speaking, just like the, the working with other people. It's just such a wonderful vessel for so many things. And I just want to suck the toxicity out of it. Yes. And, well, and I think we hard. also, we preface a lot of stuff with, if there is anything else that you like or you love to do and you can do that and then do theater on the side. Yeah. Theater isn't going right now. Theater's nowhere, but like theater isn't going, it's it's not going to go anywhere, but you can always take classes in theater elsewhere, especially if you're going to school in New York or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's tons of classes, but if there's anything else you love to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You and know, I think we're because also you never know. Like, yeah. You can still do theater later on in life. Yeah. For sure. And I think we're also really good at keeping that option open, like mm-hmm. trying to individualize it with the kids. Like, do you want to go to school for theater? Okay, we can help you do that and feel yeah, good about right. your auditions. Do you want to just have more confidence with yourself? We can help you do that. Are you just doing this for fun? We'll have a lot of fun. Like, it, yeah, right. and I think that's like something that makes what we're doing right now different from other theater schools. So yeah, I yeah, it is. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And, and we do, we have high expectations for them. For sure. Yes. But in not in the way of you better build that high note, like not no, in like, that way, but it's. We I, see the potential in them. Mm-hmm. And we just want to find the way that they can tap into that potential. Yes. No matter in their a constructive end goal. Like way. we have students that we know want to go to school to be a nurse. Yeah. But like also like we have students that want to do this 
maybe for their life, but mm-hmm. I'm going to not treat them the same, but hold them to the same expectations sure. because of what, even for that person who's trying to go be a nurse, mm-hmm. the like work that it takes to be your best in this mm-hmm. is going to apply to also so many more yeah. aspects of your life. So even if, if it is working on getting that like dance combination or like getting your double pirouettes or whatever that like mm-hmm. May, you may not be doing double pirouettes in the hallways of the hospital. You might be, but you are going to remember the determination and the hard work it took to get that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to serve you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I feel like that's why we're so like passionate, passionate but, yeah. about helping them. In, mm-hmm. Even when if you it's not see, their end goal, it's, it's in, sometimes even better. Well, it's, it's incredible to watch kids growth over yeah. like last year was the first time that we had students like graduate and go to college that we had known since they were like nine or eight years old so which was really really bizarre it makes you feel <laughs> really old to watch them from like when they were like little and not wanting to get up and sing it for everyone and then they're literally like leading a show but yeah, now they're going awesome. on to become an artist like it's just, yeah it's, it's very really rewarding cool. for so yeah, it is yeah. And you want to be the teacher that maybe you didn't have when you were younger. Exactly. Or the guiding light that you wish someone would have been back then that right. was telling you that you're not good enough. You can't do this. You're ruining the show. But like, yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I feel like we, we've gotten like, right. It, <laughs> that's just, another podcast. That's, episode. that's another podcast. episode. <laughs> teachers who bring you down, um, which we are not. Yeah. And I feel like we've gotten a good balance of like not being an environment where it's you're looking for that product of the typical musical theater actor and you need to find success, but also not being the place that's like, we're just rolling around on the floor. Feeling <laughs> we're daycare. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's really a good, and I've been thinking about this a lot as I've been like in class with the kids and then like also watching you guys. I'm like, it is really a good balance. Like we are preparing them to be successful if they want to, but also feel good and not feel like this, like it's not just like an improv, like dropping your kid off to just the exactly. time. Exactly. So I think that's something that we all should be proud of. For sure. We'll do it. And I think it's also been a nice place, a nice time, especially during the pandemic and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That like we've all gotten to be together in some capacity, obviously, with in reuniting old friendships that went in this life. Would you have thought that we all would have all been together oh. right now for an extended period of time? Never, yeah. never. And it's yeah, yeah that. I, in the intro before this episode, I like the intro for this episode, I was saying Mm -hmm. that it it was crazy that it's been a year that we've been in the pandemic and I'm feeling very weird about it this week. But the one thing that I'm trying to like flip my mindset on is, okay, what am I grateful for? And that was like the first thing that came to my mind is like the Mm -hmm. relationships that Mm -hmm. I had. If I didn't have being able to see you guys and having Mm -hmm. our little like pod here in Boston (laughs) and like actually being able to see people or like being able to call a friend or FaceTime, I don't think I would have been able to get through this. It was hard. So like the relationships, you're right. That's what kind of got us through Mm this. And having the teaching, like and having having an outlet to like still be creative Mm -hmm. in a time that it doesn't want you to be creative. Exactly. Yeah. So we did get really lucky. Yeah. And I feel like the better, like the rewarding feelings that I'll speak for myself that I have, watching everything you described, especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I like it so outweighs mm-hmm. of your option of me, like trying to pursue this professionally for myself. Like mm-hmm. the, like it's so, I'm so much happier mm-hmm. doing this than. And if anybody that. ever says that like arts don't matter, I have seen that in this past year, there's they, nothing more vital than the for, arts for yes for the yeah, kids for and teens especially yes. I mean, yeah yes. that's that's what's so frustrating too even just art programs in general and schools mm-hmm. and or how is art valued and like teachers of the arts mm-hmm. in general you've seen and i mean the amount of emails and things we've gotten from parents even being like thank god yeah my son daughter whatever has this right now because it's the only thing that's making them happy it's yeah the only thing bringing them joy like that their mental health is so much better because of this mm-hmm. happening and that is not to be undervalued as yeah. such a big deal mm-hmm. and yeah yeah exactly. well, I think that also makes us feel an immense responsibility to make sure that we're always on <laughs> uh, top of our game and we're making sure that they are the top priority yeah yeah, yeah exactly everything. and like when we see all of them like 
running out of class and they're like, I want it to be longer or I can't wait to come back next week. Like my heart is so happy, but it also breaks because I know that the kids have been struggling. Like they are just like, this is like their outlet, their one hour a week where they get to be around other kids and Mm -hmm. have free space to be creative, let things out. Yeah. It's, it is pretty beautiful what we've been doing. So I think we got lucky and I think we found success during this quarantine. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. With all the crap with all that this, has been all, happening, yeah. there has been a little bit of light. Yes. Yeah. Yes. True. <laughs> so fi- final kind of qu- final two questions. How mm-hmm. do you as a couple love, do you, I know you love working together, but mm-hmm. is that a really big, important part of your relationship do you feel now being able to be collaborative? Yeah. Yes. I also was, I was thinking about this earlier too, where it's like, most couples have separate nine to five jobs where yes. they're never together. Yes. We have spent, I would say, probably more time together than 99.8% of couples. <laughs> I know. But that's why this pandemic, yes, you're stuck in the house with everyone, wasn't that odd. Or- but I think it right. comes from how the foundation of our relationship right. was. Right, that. right. Like we learned, we grew together, quite literally together. Mm-hmm. So it's... I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't, I don't get sick. I'm not sick of him. No. Do we yeah. have arguments? Do we have yeah, fights? Do we get annoyed course. with each other? Of course. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, like it's still. But it's not, I'm never feeling like, oh, get, get away from yeah. me for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 30 minutes. Leave me alone. Yeah. But, so oh, I can watch WandaVision. Definitely. That we know we acknowledge that's very weird. It is weird. And not the norm. Mm-hmm. For sure, because yeah, we do. But we've worked together, especially in terms of teaching stuff, like for over a decade. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I also feel like that's why a lot of the things that we do and put like produce creatively end up being what we envision them to be and be mm-hmm. successful. <laughs> yeah, because no. we have this rapport with each other, like this like comfortable working relationship mm-hmm. that we can say that like, looks like crap that <laughs> looks bad, <laughs> and we need to fix that and not right. to say there aren't moments where that's not oh. out <laughs> but it, it we're we respect each other we know that we respect each other and we know that we all want the same goal we yeah. want yes. the same goal yeah that if he's critiquing me i know it's not because he thinks that i'm a garbage person right it's, right, right. it's fine and he we can do that yeah so if there's a huge benefit for us working together in that way. And it, it produces a more authentic, mm-hmm. honest end result. So after way. thinking about your entire relationship for this episode, which I know yeah. I put that pressure <laughs> on you. I was like, please. Get me up at night. <laughs> what? What's she what, going to ask? What are, it wasn't that hard, right? No, it wasn't no, that, no, it was that hard. Did, what would you say are like the top two things that you find important in having a healthy relationship and being able to last communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't even get to go into that. How are the opposite in terms of communication sometimes? Yeah, we really are. That's another podcast. Episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's really important. Which I'm working on. Cause I'm not that great of a communicator of my <laughs> own feelings can direct anyone to do whatever, but like right. myself, yeah. I like need time to think of and formulate my perfect feelings and thoughts. The opposite. She could she's go on right. for days. It's right there. She's ready to say it. And then she's like, why don't you have an answer? I'm like, I don't know. But I don't. While that is true, I feel like I don't want you to think that that's bad. Like the way that you process. No, I know. It's bad. It's maybe not it's so comforting wonderful of understanding to be like, give me your answer right no, now. But, because I know that that's not fair either. But it's, so, it's, it's we're still yeah. learning. Like yeah. And they're 12 day, years into this and they're still learning. So, yeah, literally. Right. so it's, it's like figuring out. Yeah. And yeah. you, we both have things where we're like, oh, that was really stupid. I shouldn't have said that. Or I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that. And yeah. you move on from there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say ugh, important things. I feel like I said this in the beginning, but if you feel like you are changing yourself Mm -hmm. doing something you wouldn't do or say or anything like that with Mm -hmm. the person that you're with it's probably worth assessing why you're doing that yeah and just from even just before I met Stephen or talk like guys that I dated or whatever like I found myself trying to fit their what they yeah what they wanted Mm -hmm. 
But it's like I said before, the reason I think this works is that I don't do that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to make myself anything different at all. Yes. And that's why it works. Yeah. Yeah. For I mean, on my side. I don't no, know for sure. And you, we both embrace each other's negative attributes that we have. <laughs> and um, we're good. Many, but... <laughs> Like she deals with I'm my perfect. severe parking anxiety. Oh my I'll, God. I'd, this is so bizarre when I found out this the other I'd day. I'd rather park seven miles away than to have to parallel park on a busy street. Oh right. my God. Steve, yeah, he becomes she a deals different with person. Yeah, I deal with and that. You do, but and you, he deals with my phone anxiety. I don't like to make phone calls. So he'll make phone calls. Not even phone calls. Sometimes. Order food, like anything. Oh, okay. We all have our I guess done. <laughs> all I think we that's what we all want. So hopefully at some point we'll yeah, get yeah. that. Um no no no. I think we, we've benefited from when we started dating, it was like the this sounds really old, but like social media wasn't what it is now. So true. And like dating that's apps. Worth, and that things. is so worth saying because yes. We started dating, I think, the year before like Tinder. Mm-hmm. Or what was the first oh, one? Plenty of fish or whatever that was. Too. Like the, the first like real, oh, like, okay, Cupid, I think thing, actually. Plenty of fish. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. But like we, but we started dating before that. Also, that's, I think something that important to be said is it's such a big part of How dating you- culture now yeah. that was just not even present when we began dating. So even further in, like we haven't had, I don't, I've never had a dating app on my phone. Right. But I think that really matters because that adds a whole other element of Mm -hmm. competition. Like, yes, that, that, that inauthenticity, like putting your, like how you present yourself on social media versus Mm -hmm. how you are. I thought that really can, I could see how that would really mess with people, mess with people. And if that had been my journey, I don't know hard. what that, that would be so hard. I feel like yeah. that would be really different. Yeah. And, so and it's yeah, that good is something that you were, to say as well. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I've never had a dating app either. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that it would just be. Yeah. I don't it's know. And, and I know it really works. It really works for some people. Totally. Yeah. Met each oh, other yeah. And are so successful. And I'm not discounting that no. can be a successful way to find someone. I just don't, I can't speak to how it would yeah. have affected us thank god you didn't need to go through it thank god right i just wanted to preface that with that like i admire everyone that's doing that now and i I would not yeah yeah no no no. you're like i actually can't even imagine what that would be i would have been horrible at it imagine the things i would have said on it my like profile would all be the horrible one-liners i i have a fear of parking just kidding final question what are three things that you love about your person. How much time do we have? <laughs> to think. Three words. Um, no, three words. Okay. I. Isn't that so sad? I feel like when we are asked this, we like both freeze. That makes us look so I know. terrible. <laughs> like I, I can know. think of one thing. No, but I also I'm like, I'm trying to think of words that aren't like love fun. Yeah. yeah. Funny. I would say one thing that I really love about you, even though it doesn't benefit me sometimes, is you're, you're very articulate. Thanks. She is. (laughs) Give me three. (laughs) Okay. For you, I would say that I feel very like safe all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. When you're around, I'm not worried. Mm -hmm. Even though you might be worried, (laughs) but I'm not worried. Sometimes another word. Uh, This is cliche a little bit, but like she's genuinely probably one of the most funny people I've ever met. You are. No, I agree. I agree. That's really nice. People don't know, or not that they don't know that, but they like don't. If they don't know you, you they wouldn't necessarily know that about you. Yeah, because she's also humble. Very humble, but she's so funny. Yeah, you very quick. <laughs> yes, very exactly. Quick. Thank you. It's not really a word, but I I really like Come on. watching you work with the kids. Oh. Or like the relationships <laughs> that you build with the kids. I really like that. Yeah. I like how you are with them. It makes me think that you'll be a good dad. We didn't even talk but about I mean, children in this oh, podcast. After this year. I feel comforted of watching him with the kids. And like, if we ever decide to do that, I feel like. He'd be pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. My dad jokes and all. Yeah. The kids the, they always will be successful yeah. finally. Yeah. yeah. And the first time that, not the first time she met me, but she used to say, 
that the way that <laughs> I dressed really kind. She used to say that the way that I dressed, I used to look like a dad going to Disney. <laughs> it's true. Well, you can attach some photos in the podcast. I'll send yeah. them to you. I know like white chunky sneakers are cool now, but they definitely weren't cool in and 2009. And I loved some big cargo shorts. Oh, my. You needed my, big pockets. I needed it, a lot of pockets. It's like when we were doing the show and the, you said, how old do you think I am to Ava? Yes. And what did she say? I was 20 years old and she said I looked like she I was, was. Um, I don't know, 40? I was like, oh. That well, hurts to hear that. Have a great day, Stephen. I'll be upstairs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, literally. I just wanted to add that tidbit <laughs> that I've been a dad apparently since I was twenty. Last one for you. She is. I have a word, but it's not necessarily the word that I want to use. Like okay, you, could just you are extremely dedicated mm-hmm. to anything you do. Thanks. Even if it's something you don't like doing, you will get it done and it will be like amazing in that regard and you're very loyal like with everything in this life you like (laughs) (laughs) you really always try to make sure that you're doing it to the best of your ability regardless of other factors at play Mm -hmm. thanks that's nice i don't always feel that way about myself so that's nice well that's what i see that's what i'm saying that's That's what he chose that's nice Mm -hmm. okay and then my last one for you you're great with my family Which is important. Which is, not, yes, not mm-hmm. to be underrated because mm-hmm. that is, I know a lot of things, that's something that a lot of couples struggle with and dealing mm-hmm. with their in-laws and difficult personalities, et cetera. But I feel like I am really happy to say that you are very well liked and loved by my family. Mm-hmm. And Well, they made it very easy. That's nice. I've been around for a while. So. I know. But like my sibling, oh my, my my mom obviously, but like my siblings love him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they like call him separately sometimes. You know what I mean? When they, my sister will call him about like a TV show or something like yeah, that, which yeah, is like yeah. such it's a nice like our true crime. Uh, it just love. makes me feel so happy when yeah, I see no, that they're on the that. phone and I'm like, oh, did she call? Nope. No, nope. call me first, <laughs> just. Even, but it's nice. It makes it me feel nice good. It is nice that I d- I agree. That is a great feeling. Thank you guys for being on the show. <laughs> Hopefully I, that's so, what you want. I know. To sorry. No, it really know. was. Where where can people find you? <gasps> oh my. Oh my gosh. God. Social media. Yeah. yeah, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> Are you in Boston? I'm a Boston <laughs> at Stephen Markarian on Instagram. Okay. Ew, wow. I just now I'm regretting my Instagram name choice. <laughs> Ew. I'm sorry. Okay. Ugh. It's a nickname from when I was young. Go ahead. Tell them. It's not as embarrassing as my AOL email. Or Stevie Wood. Dad, my AOL email. Yeah. So embarrassing. Because I was, that was in embarrassing. You had to have a separate one. And it was like Stevie Wood Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. Lawface514. Okay. That's what it is. Lawface 514. Well, you know where to find them. Thank reach you guys. Out. We're really yeah. boring on We're social really media. Well, you, you know, someone want to reach out, tell you they they oh, really sure. liked you guys or want to teach their kids something. <laughs> theater. Please. Yeah. Come would, on down. We would love that. Reach out. Okay. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thanks, Bianca. This is awesome. I'm so happy. <laughs> and that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We all appreciate all of the support and love that we've been getting on the podcast lately. And we are so excited to finish the rest of this month of How to Love Yourself in a Relationship. Please make sure to listen to all the episodes from the rest of the month. They're all great. They give just, I don't know, they've just been giving such good advice for people who, you know, are are struggling with how to balance the prioritizing themselves so in relationships so i think it's just been a great month and if you could like and subscribe and download all of our episodes on apple podcasts and spotify that would be so greatly appreciated and also review reviews really help us so much so if you could do that that would be great and please look out for any announcements of any sort on instagram beautifully nasty pod on twitter and email us if you have any questions or if you want to be a guest on the show and yeah uh the website will be coming out soon we're very excited about that some merch and just um a lot of things to look forward to in the upcoming months so as usual please have a wonderful rest of your week and try to love on yourself do something special for yourself 
I don't know what that is. Some self-care. Reward yourself. And um, I'll see you next week. Bye.